RPC Sermons Podcast. Today's episode is a special episode from our Facebook Live series entitled Closing the Distance. These are unscripted conversations with the pastors of RPC and various special guests reflecting on topics from our ongoing sermon series. If you're interested in learning more about this community of faith, visit roswellprez.org. Good morning, welcome to Closing the Distance. Jeff Myers, one of the pastors here at Roswell Presbyterian Church, and I have the distinct pleasure to be with Jeremiah Robinson, Camille Kaur, our intern, or two of our interns for the summer. We've got a great intern class, and we are just so excited to have you uh, serving alongside us. In what roles are you guys serving uh, this summer? I am the worship and arts intern, so I'm working under Miss Betsy Homer, who is amazing. And her, John Perry, and Trenton Durham. So I'm learning all the things. Good, good. Those are good people. How about you, Jeremiah? I am the Ryx Next intern. So I am working with the college age students. Okay. And you guys have been singing. I mean, you guys have been in, involved at RPC for quite some time. Um, this is not your first uh, your first rodeo, so to speak, <laughs> uh, this summer at RPC. Uh, Jeremiah, what initially brought you uh, to RPC? What initially brought me here a long time ago? Um, well, when I was in college, I had left my hometown and I was just chilling one day, really. And I was like, oh, I need to go back to church, honestly. And then I got a random text and someone said, hey, do you want a church job? And I was like, yeah. So they said they sing it here at Roswell and they're looking for a tenor to sing and I came here and I fell in love with everybody here and I've been here ever since and that was in 2017 so that's been six years I've been so you did you come before I no you must have come right when I right when I had just started yeah wow and we still are here imagine that look at us look at us here we haven't kicked all right, and you're a, and you're a tenor, right, Jeremiah? Yes, I okay, am. We're, we're going to come back to that here in a minute. Okay. But um, Camille, so what brought you to RPC? Jeremiah, actually, it was we were both in um, the chamber choir at KSU, and he walked up to me one day. He was just like, "Can you sight read?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Do you want to come work at my church?" And I was like, "Okay." And I had no idea what church jobs were. Like, I didn't know that there was such a thing, and so. I thought he meant like his home church. And so then he's like, it's called Roswell Presbyterian. And I was like, I don't know nothing about Presbyterian. (laughs) And so I was a little scared, but like I came with him and Lauren who also used to sing here. And like he said, fell in love with the people. I started off in the alto section, fell in love with all those ladies and John's a great director and it's just a great environment to work in. So Now, do you still sing alto? I do not. 
recently I moved up to soprano land. So I'm now a soprano. So can I just add, like, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to the technical side of music, but like, is that pretty common to shift from, you know, to a soprano, from alto to soprano? It's usually the other way around. Hmm. You shift down as, cause it typically happens like the older you get, usually you'll shift down just because like your voice starts to sit differently. But I was trained as a soprano. So I was technically a soprano anyway, but singing alto first, alto was the position that was open. Um, but also I was singing alto in choir at school anyway, just because that's just where I got placed. And so you can move around if you have the range for it, but typically it's the other way around. Okay, okay. So there's probably a lot of people listening that are like me. They're ignorant about choir, about the different sections. So you said, Jeremiah, that you're a tenor, right? Yeah. Do you know this song, um, Jesus Loves Me? Yeah. Could you sing the first line of it for us just in your tenor voice so we have a, a sense of what your tenor sounds like? My tenor voice? Uh, sure. All right. <sighs> <laughs> Come on, don't be, Jeremiah, you're a performer. This is what you do. Okay, I don't like being put on the spot, but for you, I can do it. Thank you. Um, and my tenor voice, okay. You're talking about Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes, yes, I sing it every <laughs> night. I sing it every night to my kids. Okay, yeah, okay. Jesus loves me, this, why are you, okay. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. That's it. I love it. That's great. Let me just tell you, you do a lot better than I do. Um, I okay. Heard, I heard you sing. You sound, you can hold a tune. Uh, I've been called tone deaf, not by accident. Oh, you are not. Which is, all, which is almost as bad as when you called me a boomer, but whatever. <laughs> um, Camille, Camille. So let's get your, do uh, you know this song, Jesus Loves Me? Yes. Okay. Well, how about you give us, Give us it, it as a tenor, and then you give it as, as a soprano. You want her to give it as a tenor? That's a little too low to be a tenor. Oh, no, that's Jeremiah. <laughs> alto. Give it as alto <laughs> and then soprano. So, alto. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And the soprano would be, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's awesome. And let's just say one of you did much better than the other. We're not going to point out. <laughs> we're not going to point out who's who. <laughs> no, that's uh, how like did you guys like when you were born, were you just able to sing? Or have you like what like you know, you know, we're always asking what's the difference between nature and nurture? You know, nature, you have this skill and you just have always had it, but then there's like the nurturing, the skill, the gift of singing. Where would you place like your guys on terms of nature and nurture in your in singing? I feel like for me, it kind of coincided. I started singing in church when I was little. Um, I was in the youth choir. And so basically from three up, I was singing in a church. So it kind of was like a little bit of both in that regard because I was too young to actually be trained in singing necessarily. It was just like, I would hear the adult sing and then just mimic and do what they did. Mm -hmm. But then as I got older and started doing like middle school choir, high school choir, 
that's where a little more of the nurture starts to come in because you're actually learning about technique and how you're supposed to, how singing is supposed to feel like it's not supposed to hurt and how you're supposed to breathe. And then being in college, getting actual voice training also helped with that. But I feel like being so young and hearing music all the time, that really did help in a nature type of way because it mm -hmm. was a part of my nature for a while. So That's awesome. How about you, Jeremiah? Yeah, I'm the same way. I grew up in church singing. My, I come from a pretty musical family, so we were kind of all forced to sing <laughs> in church and all of us had to sing, but uh, I was one of the only ones that decided to continue to sing like at school and do stuff like choruses and theater and all that kind of stuff. So it is nature because we were always singing at home and at church, but then again, we start doing the training and continue to learn about different types of singing and different techniques and singing into different genres and everything. So that's where the nurturing comes in. Well, I love it, I love it. So like, okay, so now you two are, you two are kind of making a shift where you've been kind of students of the craft of singing, of choral, choral music, all this. And now you two are shifting into the educator role where now you're going to help people nurture their gifts um, and the skills they have. What's kind of your, you know, if we, if pedagogy is, you know, the science of teaching, what's your pedagogical kind of philosophy about helping young people learn how to sing? How about you, Jeremiah? You've been doing it for a couple of years, so you maybe have some, you, you've had some trial and error with some of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, my main thing is helping, well, first, okay, this is gonna sound so very teacherish, whatever, but I'm gonna relate well, you it. Are a you are a teacher, so. I know, but something, fits. okay. It's gonna, I feel like it sounds very cliche, but an important part in singing and uh, finding your voice is being able to create a safe environment and a safe space for everybody to be able to find that voice. So my pedagogy first and foremost is to create a classroom where everybody feels comfortable. Cause I know if I wasn't in a place I don't feel comfortable, I'm not gonna sing, I'm not even gonna talk to you. So that's the first step and then once we get comfortable with each other and everybody feels comfortable talking, singing, doing all that stuff, we start, we are able to work on the little itty bitty things like breath support or vowels or diction and all those different techniques to really help you create your own voice and help you find what kind of, what type of voice you have, what your range is, what styles you should be singing, all that kind of stuff. I love that, Jeremiah, because I think like when I think about the Christian life, I think of it's like that. It's like being a part of this like great choir. And the point is not like it's not Jeremiah should be just like Jeff or Jeff should try to be just like Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. But we need to be who God has created us to be. Right. You as Jeremiah, me as Jeff. And as we come together, everybody's stronger because we're we're singing with our own voice. Right. I love that. I love that you're helping our young people. Um uh, uh, discover that and learn those gifts. All right, Camille, now you just graduated, right? Yes. So how are you like, you know, as you kind of think about, you're going to be an educator, you're going to have, and you're, are you doing middle school, Camille? Yes. So you're going to have all these middle schoolers coming. They're going to be, 
their their bodies are changing, their voices are changing, they're chaotic. What what <laughs> philosophy? So for me, it's similar to Jeremiah in the sense of I want everybody to feel comfortable. I want a space that, especially middle school, it can be a very rough time period in just anybody's life. Um, but I want to be that one place where it's like I don't have to worry about oh, I look like this today, or she sounds like this today, or they said this about me. I don't want, I want all that to stop when they walk into my room and know that this is a place where I can just be my 12 year old self and be accepted and loved by everyone. Mm -hmm. And also I try not to be too, I mean, like definitely have discipline in the room because you don't want chaos, but I also don't, go in with the mindset of everybody's going to be a choir director or everybody in this room mm. wants to sing for the rest of their life because in the very real case in public school they really don't necessarily some will but some are going to want to become engineers or architects or whatever and so using music as an outlet for them it just might be all they want and so to keep it fun and lighthearted in that sense of i'm not going to beat you down with all this music history knowledge that you probably never use again for the rest of your life. But, you know, just to help you become a well-rounded individual for when you do become a member of society, like, you know, you know some things or you can just go out and sing your favorite little song just to yourself in your shed while you're cleaning up or something like that. <laughs> like just something to give you more depth. Like I want to enrich lives. I love that. You're going to be awesome. Thank I mean, you got Jeremiah, you can always ask uh, for advice. Yes. Or, or what not to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a lot of what not to do to share. No, Jeremiah's got a very active Instagram feed that I follow. So I like seeing like, you know, he's always at these like choir concerts and these plays and musicals and stuff like that. So it's really been really fun to watch his kind of growth and maturation as an educator. Um, and oof. That is not an easy job. Okay, I want to switch a little bit more to your personal tastes in terms of music. <laughs> Have you ever heard of like uh, desert island discs? You know, like if you get stuck on a deserted island uh -huh. and you only had like five albums with you or five CDs or you only had a playlist that you could have five on it. Okay. What would they be? Who would Ooh. be on them? It's a horrible question. <laughs> Is it going to be, is it, let me give you some options. Is it going to be like high art? Is it going to be choral music? Is it going to be blues? Is it going to be soul? Is it going to be contemporary? Is it going to be the sixties? You know, is it going to be Georgian, you know, uh, natives? Is it going to be, you know, more cosmopolitan? You know, what, 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 what speaks to your spirit? What do you want to listen to hard one. <laughs> do we have a number or you're just asking like the genres that we would choose no i'm asking you what did like what albums would you have that a whole trunk load um <laughs> you only get five though oh my gosh okay. five camille because yeah, you only have, have, one, to have one from every oh, genre you got you've got yeah, fans, fans everywhere you guys go <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would, it would have to be at least one from every genre because I truly listen to anything. Okay. Um, definitely. One of, oh my gosh, 
This is so hard. I can give you two. Yes. I just thought of two I'll have. So <laughs> Renaissance by Beyonce. Yeah, very good. Okay. Um, positions by Ariana Grande. <laughs> Ariana, dude. Ariana. Um, probably. So I'm a theater geek. So I would say, um, uh, there's so many musicals that I love. Okay, I okay, have you mine. You got yours. Take over. I would say Dangerously in Love by Beyonce because that was the first Beyonce album I ever heard because okay, I was cool. like three. Um, I would say Once on this Island. It's one of my favorite musicals. And so I would love to listen to that forever. Um, the Clark Sisters Live and in Concert. That album, it's a gospel album. It's like all time. Yes. The just, Clark Sisters. I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Oh Listen my gosh. To them. Yes, you have to. Like definitely have made a huge impact on all types of music. Yes, they're legends. Okay. Iconic. Um and I would say honestly, Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker. I loved the Nutcracker when I was little. It was one of my first career choices was to be a ballerina. So <laughs> I wanted to be oh, wow. in the Nutcracker. Um, so I would say Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker and a pop album. I would say Okay, so while she's thinking, I just thought of there's this musical I listen to every time I drive a far distance. Unpopular opinion. Everybody actually hates this musical. And a lot of people don't know this musical, but it's called The Most Happy Fella. It's really old. It came oh. out in like 1940. Oh. Yeah. It's really, I just love it. It's my guilty pleasure. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> How'd you find it? How did I find it? I don't know. In high school, I did a lot of research on musicals and oh. I like studied the history of musicals and listened to a lot of really old ones until I got up to recent times. <laughs> so I know a lot. Of, if you ever want to have a conversation about musicals, I can help you yeah. learn more about them. All but, right. <laughs> that was my third one. I can't think of anymore my last um, one would have to be any ella fitzgerald album i love okay. it <gasps> like yes okay okay so i will also say uh the rebirth of kirk franklin love that album oh yeah yeah that's a gospel album sure. and then there's uh this vocal jazz group that i've been listening to a lot called the new york voices um and i can't remember the name of the album but i've been listening to it a lot recently i would definitely put that on there cool yeah see look at you guys see i knew you guys could come up with it that sounds great now um, <laughs> what do you uh, uh you know some of our some of the people that are listening are like googling right now they're going to their spotify you know downloading you know tchaikovsky's nutcracker <laughs> Ariana Grande. 
<laughs> Too funny. Um, okay. So, hey, what's yours? Oh, mine. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, probably Born to Run. Mm -hmm. um, the Hold Steady, Separation Sunday. You wouldn't know that. Killer Mike, RAP Music. Um, golly, man. See, that's a hard question. It is. Yeah, there's so much. I, I like. I, I love this. Like, probably an Otis record. Uh, an Otis Redding record. Mm -hmm. um, I love Otis. I think uh, Pearl Jam. Um, no Code, which is kind of like their artistic album. I'm really, I'm, I just finished a uh, kind of a, a book about the cultural impact of Pearl Jam. It's been very good. And then um, looking at my, you know, maybe uh, Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks, maybe. Okay. So something like that. Yeah. So, you know, kind of mix it up. Um, but you asked me like in an hour and it'll probably be five different records. Right. right. Literally. Literally. Yeah. It wouldn't be any of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So when you guys... What are you hoping to accomplish the rest of this summer? I want to, I was actually just talking about this with Betsy. I originally like came in and she asked me like, what do you want to learn? And I said, everything. Like, I want to learn how you put together services, how worship goes from just being a concept to actually getting done every single Sunday. Um, and she has some great things lined up for me, like writing liturgy, which is something I completely didn't know anything about how to do. Like at first I was like, don't I have to be like sanctified or something? Like, I don't know like <laughs> how that works, but she's giving me that. And like- You are sanctified, Camille. You are sanctified. You know? That's right. Yes. <laughs> sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Sanctified in the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Um, she's going to have me like help pick hymns and write a call to worship and like just different things to become like different elements of worship that before I never really had any idea how all of it worked. I was just like, there's a choir, there's communion. Like I didn't know the ins and outs that go on with it. So I'm slowly but surely learning all of it and I'm excited about it. Well, Camille, I think you're with with a great person because Betsy can really help. She spent a lot of time kind of perfecting her craft and designing and organizing great worship services. And I think a lot of people are like, how does this all get done? They have no idea. And so you're going to be an expert. Probably you could uh, help folks know how much work goes into putting these services together. How about you, Jeremiah? What are you hoping to accomplish this summer? Um, I'm just hoping to create a good a nice community for the college age students to be able to come back to you know it's a, a really cool program that y'all have created here for people to be able to come back to when they're home and to be able to hang out with their friends and still also be able to uh, talk about their faith and their journeys while they've been gone and all that stuff so I'm excited to just create that community and have some fun, hang out with some young people, talk about how old I've gotten and share some knowledge I have. 
Now you're sounding like a boomer, Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm not a boomer. You're the boomer here. <laughs> I'm not a boomer. <laughs> okay. I'm almost a millennial. That's what all boomers almost, say. Yeah. No, Gen X. I'm Gen X. Okay. I'm on the line. But actually, you know, my theory is, is I don't really believe in like generational theory like that because it's kind of arbitrary, like 1980 to, to 2000, you had to be born in to be a millennial. Well, I, I think it's more of like, can you remember the world before cell phones? Mm, I Those, agree with that. Yeah. Or do you remember the world before the internet? Or do you remember the world before the Twin Towers were brought down? Or do you remember the world before JFK was shot? Like, or Martin Luther King Jr. was shot? Like, these are moments, like, if you don't have that in your mind, like, I talk, someone was telling me, oh, I was born in, like, 2004. And I was like, you don't remember the 9-11? When were you guys born? 2000. Okay, so you barely, probably don't remember 9-11, but you were there. Mm -hmm. uh, how about you, Jeremiah? When were you born? 98. Okay, so I was 78. But, like, you know, I remember, like, early 80s. I mean, I remember kids wearing like the Michael Jackson, like le red leather uh, jackets to school and just being like, where is that from? Like, what is, and That's just, so cool. and now a lot of that stuff started to come back, which is funny. Like the nineties, like yeah. uh, style and all the grunge and all that. So mm -hmm. it just, it's funny. So I don't buy into Gen X. These are arbitrary labels. Okay. They're not rooted not in historical events. That's my opinion. Okay. Like, if you were, if like, like, like you guys, are you guys on TikTok? I'm not. You're an old, old soul. Computer. I know. <laughs> Neither am I. But like, people try to explain it to me, and I'm like, why would you want to do that? It is, and I feel like there's also that time period where you're in between all this, like, because like I was born right after the internet, but before <laughs> iPads and like all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. So like. It's, I feel like a lot of us late nineties, early 2000 babies are in that weird category where it's like, we do remember some stuff. It's just, we're also too old though, to be categorized with, with this age, group. other stuff that's going on now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to get us, to help us close the distance, get to know you a little bit better before we leave. Uh, Camille, I'd love for you in your British accent oh to tell us um are you going to be here this sunday yes what's the plan for this sunday so the plan for this sunday is um pastor andy is going to welcome us and then i am supposed to lead in a call to worship mm. so that will be exciting Dude, and you popsicles do on the porch do not forget about popsicles on the porch and one service at 10 a.m. in the sanctuary. Camille, if you do your call to worship with a British accent. <laughs> give her $40. No. <laughs> give her $40 and she'll do it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been so good to catch up. Thank you for serving here at Rosalind Presbyterian Church. We appreciate all the ways you've ministered in the past, especially this summer. I look forward to what God's going to do uh, through your ministries uh, in the coming days. You guys take care, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.